The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks, Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Richard. Darren. So we have, uh, before we get stuck into our show today, I wanted to um, bring up something that I thought was really cool. Um, which is that we did a show probably a couple of months ago now, you remember, in which yeah. you revealed that you had received a couple of messages from Madame Blavatsky, right? right? Yeah. And that you'd had an experience with her actually many years ago as well, relating to yes. her, I would say. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. And um, if I just recap that briefly, I think you had, you had just taken on the position that you have now in the Ethereum Society. Yeah. And, uh, and you'd had a vision, actually, of a woman who you didn't recognize at the time. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yes, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, that is fair to say, yes. And you'd heard this voice that said, turn back to Buddhist detachment. Yes. But I think the reason why I'm bringing this up today is because there's, there's kind of like an even more compelling aspect yes. to this, wasn't it? Which is- I was reminded, actually, because that story was published by Dr. King in his journal Cosmic Voice, right, yeah. that we still publish today. Um, and I was reminded, though, by my PA at the time, Nikki Wood, who's actually still my PA <laughs> over 40 years later, which is amazing, really. It's fantastic. But... She reminded me it wasn't just a brochure that arrived. As people may remember, the next day after I'd had this, um, a brochure arrived with Madame Blavatsky's picture on the front of it. But it mm. wasn't only a brochure, um, because brochures did arrive at the Ethereum Society from the Theosophical Society. Sure. An actual black and white photograph, which I hadn't requested or ordered, arrived in the post addressed to me with that very image of Madame Blavatsky that I'd seen the night before. And Nikki remembers it arriving there, because I I told her the story, and then it just arrived in the post. And I was searching through my attic since the show, and I found the the actual black and white photograph, which is this picture that's the actual one it arrived wow. in the post come you still got it after all these years yeah right? well i had it among a lot of old photographs mm. in my attic and um there it is and it just arrived um out of the blue as it were and, and you know you wouldn't receive a, a photo i imagine they may be for sale at the, at the theosophical society but this just arrived unrequested yeah amazing so and she reminded me of that so that's the full story I, I love as well, you know, the last thing I'll say on that is just the, um, the connection between, you know, us here and, and those people on the higher realms interested in the spiritual advancement of, you know, all Indeed. of us on Earth. And in helping those people who are, you know, who are playing a role in, in, in helping, you know, everybody um, yeah. in their spiritual I noticed evolution. actually that in the message, which we talked about, that I got oh, yeah. more recently mm-hmm. from Madame Blavatsky, yeah. um, and she, she endorses so much the nine freedoms but also particularly referred, made a statement like, step forward to cosmic freedom, oh, I think, uh, in the message. Oh, into cosmic wisdom, was it? Oh, was it cosmic oh, wisdom? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Into cosmic wisdom, you're absolutely right. And studying, as I am very much at the moment, the fifth freedom, mm. uh, going through it hundreds of times, but there's a sentence in there, this change into cosmic wisdom wow. is how it's described. So she was there. actually using the words when I'm Cosmic consciousness described that. Um, and she... So I think there was um, perhaps more than one meaning now mm. of that message she gave me all the, several years ago. Amazing. Mm. Amazing. Well, it's actually related to some extent to what I wanted to talk to us about today. No, because I never know, <laughs> do, I, do I? 
And um, often we are on the same page, aren't <laughs> yeah, we? So yeah. um, well, this is a theme. We picked it up a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I think now. Um, I want to pick it up again. But I think for the seeker today, it seems anyway more difficult than ever to to really sort the truth from the false. And, you know, oh, in the past, yeah. you know, how, you know, there was kind of like a dearth of information. Right? You just, you know, you just couldn't get access to it, especially yeah. in the West, you know, to Eastern Indeed. wisdom. But now it seems it's more like, you know, sorting through this torrent of information that you mm -hmm. can find online and whatnot mm -hmm. and trying to determine what's really true. Mm. Um, so I one of the things I regularly see is, is workshops advertised, which are, you know, helping you on the path to ascension. Which is all good. I mean, we're all on the path to ascension, aren't we? <laughs> I mean, ultimately. It might be all good. But okay. <laughs> okay. Um, in the sense that, you know, okay, spiritual practices and things like that, that can help us. But, Indeed. Yeah, but um, there are some that also, you know, go a lot further in their claims, you know, to say that, you know, um, you know doing this, whatever it is, can help you to reach ascension in just a few years kind of thing. Mm. And I think, you know, that, that just strikes me as, you know, Part of the part of what's been caught up in all this, you know, information online that people are trying to sort through, and I just think, you know, that's one thing that I important I think for people to to understand what ascension is really about, and that yeah. we don't undermine it, that we don't dilute it, that we don't make it into something that it really isn't, and, and so risk true. in the process losing entirely what it's really about, and and the reflection of our true divine heritage and possibility that it represents. I absolutely yeah. I'm so glad we're talking about ascension. I really am. <laughs> yeah, I'm very glad. Um, because there's so much in there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I do want to stress, as we often do on the Spiritual Freedom Show, that the nine freedoms isn't ju theore just theoretical. Totally. Even the higher freedoms. Mm. They're practical guidelines. Yeah. And if you just take the fifth freedom, which I'm very much focused on at this moment personally, there are yardsticks there are clues, there are definitions yes, in there, which yes. we need yeah. as practical things to do and experience. And they're absolutely crucial, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. And likewise, even a freedom which is beyond the likes of you and me, the mm. sixth freedom, is nevertheless, there's things in there that can relate absolutely to it. Here we are. This state is not the result of any one practice mm. that comes directly to your, your quote, yeah. but rather the result of a culmination of experiences from which the vital lessons have been wrested, uh, experiences which have been demanded by a specific karmic pattern. Yeah. I think we have to be very honest here. We try to be on the Spiritual Freedom Show. Um, speak truth to find truth was one of Dr. King's great aphorisms. Yeah. And we have to say there's a lot of people who don't understand what enlightenment is, and they say they're enlightened when they aren't. They may well believe they are. Yeah. And they tell you you can easily be, and never mind cosmic consciousness, that too. Um, there are some books, there's certainly one I know about, Cosmic Consciousness, and there's a great description, such as that by Yogananda, which is a wonderful, wonderful state, mm. but it is not the state and I'm sure he would agree with this, as described in, in, the, in the Fifth Freedom by yeah. Dr. King. Yeah. And when you come to Ascension, anyone who would say what you just said absolutely demonstrates they have no idea what Ascension is. And I think we talked before, Dr. King did make a statement to somebody we both know mm -hmm. in passing that cosmic consciousness is something that can be attained by people if they really set their mind to it. But ascension, that's really difficult. He made a big <laughs> distinction. <laughs> yeah. There. Okay. And that's coming from him. That's yeah. coming from him because yeah. you've got to get everything right. Yes. You know, yeah. he said. Yeah. 
uh, every, you've got to dot every I, cross every T. You've actually got to perfect the experience cycle of Earth. Mm. And, you know, one thing I do know in my limited experience and realisation is that even if you enter even a somatic state, it doesn't mean you've arrived. Totally. If you think you've arrived, you're finished, actually. Mm. That's when you really haven't arrived and you, you're not even on the journey. Yeah. It's a dangerous place to be. But you haven't arrived... Uh, you are not free of all samskaras, all basic thoughts and desires. When you come out of it, mm -hmm. you are while you're in it. You've still got to work your way through those, and that can take lives or under different conditions. You may have a life. You might be a very learned person, mm -hmm. and I say this as a considered statement here, and you might need to come back in a particular life without education, I'm not advocating this, by the way, to anyone. Education is yeah. essential yeah. if you can get it. But you might, in, especially in past times, to free you from book learning. Mm. I'm giving a, just one example of something you might need in a life so that you, you are forced, really, to tap your inner resources. Yes. I know yes. for a fact, uh, because I heard Dr. King telling um, a TV interviewer, not, it wasn't recorded, but he was telling him, that he was advised not to read too many books, but to go focus oh, on his own yes. inner yeah, okay. realizations. And actually, he did read quite a number of books in the earlier mm. days before the command and so on. But he actually had that advice. I heard him. I only know that because I heard him telling Miles, yeah. you might say a stranger. No, it's an interesting example. Mm. Just coming back to what you said there about, um, you know, Ascension's really about the, the perfection of this experience cycle. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's go, go into that a little bit, because I think that really makes the point about what we're actually talking about here is the sort mm. of prerequisite for attaining this initiation yeah. and what it means, and that, you know, this is not something that takes a few years. No. Um, this is something that is lives in the making. And even if you are someone who's very advanced, I mean... We can get into it as well, but there are these other yardsticks, even in the fifth freedom, that you could use to, you know, to, to, to sort of gauge how far along this path towards ascension you really were. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah. So this perfection of mastery of you know, of the experience cycle of earth, what would that in? I mean, what are we talking well, about? Well, it would there? it would entail. I mean, there's something which I've been thinking about a lot. Being someone who's made a number of mistakes in my life, mm, have and, we all? <laughs> and. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and what do you do about your mistakes? I mean, even, even way below the ascension level. Sure, sure. Um, it's, you are not defined by your mistakes. You're defined by what you do about them. And that, I think, is what, where the Great White Brotherhood have, have all of them, have completely excelled because they have totally. taken them. There's actually an absolutely fantastic quote, put it better than what I just said, by Dr. King talking about one of the greatest cosmic masters we know of. Uh, and, and, and when that cosmic master was in, in a particular really challenging position, um, he said every mistake he'd made paid off. Mm. You might remember that. Yes, I do. Yeah. And so I think what they will do, they'll ha they'll be, you know, what all of us will have to do is go back to the areas where, you know, we have made mistakes and we will have to correct them and transmute them and turn them to an advantage. And there are some examples where, and this is a really strange karmic paradox, 
where some people's mistakes can really pay off for the betterment of others. Yeah. It doesn't mean they should have made them, but mm. nevertheless, the fact that they yeah. made them puts them totally. in a position. I think in, on a basic level, actually, we know of wonderful examples of former gangsters, former drug addicts, who go into prisons, for example, uh, they're reformed themselves, and they use their bad, difficult experiences to help other offenders to overcome theirs. You know, yeah. everything can be used yeah. uh, in, its, in its most positive way. Um, but, you know, at the highest level, I mean, I've, I actually, I didn't know what you were going to talk about, but <laughs> I have a quote about the Sixth Freedom here oh, yeah, okay. from Dr. King in my hand here. It's slightly different, but I think it's also kind of relevant. Uh, and he said this, and he was talking about those who go on to ascension. Oh, yeah. And he says, well, even though you will want to go on and have birth upon another planet, because when you reach that stage, um, you don't, you know, you have the option of either moving on to a higher planet You've been through cosmic consciousness. You've mastered all the experience of life. You've transmuted whatever mistakes you've made and turned them around, and you're at the highest level. You don't need these experiences anymore. So he says you'll want to go on and have birth upon another planet. However, if you are needed here, you will volunteer. Mm -hmm. So all the ascended masters in the Great White Brotherhood are heroes because I think that word now is used for men and women, and they are men and women. Mm -hmm. Every one of them is a great hero. And without every one of them, we wouldn't have the experience cycle we have. Yeah. And, and that, to some people, I've heard sort of criticise them, and they are completely out of order. They're not in a position to criticise them. Um, totally. They, they, we can only thank them. Anyway, he says, you will volunteer. You will volunteer to come back to this earth. Might have to volunteer to come back to have lies and rumours and horrible things said about you, but you will still volunteer to do it. Believe it or not, you will. Seems ridiculous, but you will. And he throws in those lies and rumours and horrible things said about you. Yeah. And I'm afraid, you know, you do stand out on this earth when you're a great intelligence. Yeah. Count St. Germain had horrible things said about him, and it's happened through history. It's happened to cosmic avatars, never mind totally. ascended masters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with a lot of people, there are some of my spiritual heroes of the last, say, 150 years um, have had... And I'm not going to name them because I don't want to add grist to the, the rumour mill. Grist to the rumour mill. Um, <laughs> But horrible things have been said about some of them. And these are great spiritual figures, but rumours have been spread. They're still being spread, even to this day, about some of them. Um, it's what people do. Mm. These are not ascended. They're very advanced spiritual figures I'm talking yeah. about here. Yeah. You know, actually, one of them actually is ascended now. Um, but, you know, on the whole, this happens on this earth... And, you know, there's, a, there's a, a metaphysician from Japan called... Um, I, got, I think I got his right... His surname is Motoyama. I think it's oh, yeah. Hiroshi Motoyama, I okay. think. And he said, uh, and it's slightly different from this, that the psychotic... I, I, I'm paraphrasing it myself. The psychotic person can look the same as the genius mm -hmm. to the average person yeah. because they both have characteristics which are odd, strange... 
um, they, they're not the behaving yeah. in an ordinary <clears throat> manner. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But one, he said, is calling on their genius, their higher aspirations. We might say they're super conscious if they're a creative genius. The other is actually calling on their imagination, their lower self. And there's all the difference in the world, totally. but they look the same. And we've talked about that kind of thing before. Yeah. So these ascended masters, those that are known about, many of them, probably most of them, aren't even known about by most people. They, they probably appear in the pages of various mm -hmm. texts, quite a few of them, um, and some of them don't. But they, they, they have dreadful things said about them um, by people who don't understand at all yeah. what they really are. Totally. It's, it's, it's almost like this uh, conscious attempt to disfigure their spiritual legacy, and, uh, you know, which, which acts as an inspiration, as a guide for so many others. Indeed. And, yeah, like trying to um, discourage people from the path. I mean, I would say them. with them, yeah. you know, there's this old saying, there's, there's no smoke without any fire. Actually, there is. There is when it comes to lies and rumours. There mm. is no smoke. There is smoke with no fire whatsoever yeah. sometimes. When it's baseless. When it's yeah. about an ascended master, mm. you can mm. bet it's completely baseless, it's completely untrue. Mm. With some others of, at a lower status, there may be bits of truth and probably lots of lies, maybe sort of 80% lies and 20% a bit of truth, which is then being used against that person. Yeah. Um, but people don't really know. But when you come to an ascended master, no. These are perfect beings, as far as we're concerned. And I think that, that comes back to our original, you know, the original thread we were talking about here, because it just goes to show how advanced they really are, yeah. and that anyone who is approaching that stage really is someone who's approaching this you know, extraordinary perfection or mastery over experience yeah, on Earth. Exactly. It's, yeah. you know, it's not like, you know, you know, you're just like an ordinary guy and then a girl and you kind of, you know, mm. you kind of fall into it. It's not mm. like that, is it? And, yeah. as you, and as you say, these yardsticks that we have in the earlier freedoms mm. are an easy way to sort of gauge how far we are along this path. I mean, you're not approaching ascension if you haven't entered cosmic consciousness. No, but there's a big change mm. now, a massive change, and it's, it's delineated by the lawgiver Mars Sector 6 in the Nine Freedoms, which is that now you have to do diff slightly different things to attain ascension than you did before. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, it wouldn't have been enough to just go off into retreat and perfect yourself, uh, even in the old days. You would still for have... Ascension, for ascension. Mm. For ascension, not for cosmic consciousness. Sure. It, it, now, you wouldn't even get to that level of cosmic consciousness unless... You were, you were leading or had led uh, an active life of service, or lives, actually, of service, yeah. to even to get there now. Yeah. So that's a big change. The Brahmin tables, the old Brahmin tables, have been altered, and we know the big definition, and we keep coming back to it from the Seventh Freedom, it's no longer transmigration, it's right. now transmutation. Mm -hmm. So there is a difference, and that difference has affected the great, wonderful, ascended masters, of course, mm. and their functionality. And uh, the influence of certain cosmic adepts who've come to Earth has affected their functionality and changed them. You mean in terms of what they do? Their, their operation, their, okay, their yeah. modus operandi, if mm. you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they are now uh, they, they are active in a different way. They're, what you might say, less detached... Uh, they were never detached, or they wouldn't have even been here 
internally, but they follow certain laws. Sure. They yeah. have to. Sure. And the, and the certain guidelines they were given of um, a, a more detached, pacifistic, you might say remote mm -hmm. approach, still keeping uh, existence alive on Earth, enabling enablers yeah. of terrestrial experience, mm -hmm. even though they may have been remote. But they're, they're more, as you might say, becoming proactively engaged in the affairs of the world. Then they're, they're still not walking among us openly, although sure. occasionally they might, mm. and some we might not even know it. But there is a change afoot. That's a slightly different topic, but uh, it's, it's key to the spiritual freedom show, as a matter of fact. Yeah, actually, I, I want to come back to that in mm. a, a fourth. Because I don't show think because... you'll hear on any other radio station on Earth put over the way we are privileged to be able to put it over on the Spiritual Freedom Show. You heard it here first. Other than Ethereum Radio Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, one thing that makes me think about, you know, is, is um, that, you know, all of this, this, the level of mastery that we're talking about with Ascension, I mean, because there's, there's obviously a tendency that we have in general on Earth to just, like, take the shortcuts, you know, there's a sort of tendency towards laziness and, you know, to think that we can get something for nothing. And I think the, the achievement of ascension just helps to reinforce how much these are kind of wrong thoughts about our own advancement. Yeah. And that when you see things that essentially represent some sort of shortcut or mm -hmm. new way, um, not in the way that Mars Sector 6 has described the way, but sort of like, a ra you know, getting around something. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's almost just like a red flag, isn't it, that this is obviously something yeah. that's not true. Yes, yeah. indeed. And there's a lot of, lot of, lot of nonsense spoken about ascension. Mm. And there was this wonderful movement. I, I think it was wonderful. I haven't studied it, but I think in its origins it was wonderful. Its name was certainly wonderful. That's mm. the I Am movement. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to comment on other movements, but sure. there are sort of, I think, from what I understand, cast-iron examples of people who actually thought they had ascended or got them the elixir of life, and clearly they proved that they hadn't. Right. Um, it's so maybe some would contest that, and I don't claim to be an expert, but there's certainly cases, without naming organisations or names, of people who've got it very badly wrong, the mm. ascension. Uh, they're very glib about it. They, uh, you know, they, they take it for granted. They make assumptions, a lot of people. A lot of assumptions are made on Earth. I mean, one assumption that's made by science and, and politics of the world and most academics, it's a bit off topic, this, but you know, this is just an example, that if there is life in the, in the, um, beyond this solar system, it's got to be life as we know it. Yeah, that's just an, an assumption. It's not a yeah. scientific assumption sure. or a philosophical one. It's just a, a foolish terrestrial assumption. And this is what happens. And it's taken as an obvious fact by people. And it's mm. not mm. an obvious fact at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about that sort of thing before. You know, just as it used to be a fact that all the universe revolved around the Earth. That was absolutely assumed by religion, by science of the day, and it was completely wrong. And when it comes to ascension, I think there's a danger of people assuming all sorts of things. One assumption that's quite often made nowadays by people, and I hear them, yeah. is that we're all going to heaven. Mm. You know, I'll see you in heaven. Oh, yes, my son must have been in heaven now. It might be a nice, comforting thing, depending what you mean by heaven. It's another word that gets abused. Sure. Um, if, if you mean still exists, you're right. If you mean on another realm, you're right. 
if you mean in the highest mental, most heavenly realms, you're very likely to be wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, it's just a fact. Um, doesn't mean they aren't advancing and evolving because that's what we're all here to do, right. evolve. Right, yeah, totally. And so when, you know, someone who's, you know, as we all are kind of on this journey towards ascension, yeah. you know, to whatever degree we, we are, mm. um, it, it, I think it's helpful also to think about, you know, what kind of person might you be if you were really far along this path? You know, what sort of experiences might you be having? What sort of powers might you have? You know, what would you be doing with your life and what sort of impact might you have had on the world already? Well, I'll give you an opinion on that. All right. That's all I can do yeah. as a lowly person myself. <laughs> I think you'd be a person who would want the greatest good. I'm sure you would be in my own mind. A mm. person who would, wouldn't even want ascension for yourself, unless that was in the greatest good of the whole. Now, that might sound very strange. People mm. might say, well, obviously ascension's going to be in the greatest good of the whole, isn't it? Because you'll have more powers, you'll be able to do more. Yes, yes, and no. Because, <laughs> okay. because the no is that, strangely, you'd be more karmically limited uh -huh. in terms of yes. how much you could intervene. Yes, here on, yeah. here on Earth. So. Yeah. Yes, of course, we'd all be pursuing that, but you'd no longer be going, as it were, wrong phrase, this hell for leather, mm. for your own advancement if you were getting close to ascension. Mm. You would by then be not looking even at that. You'd be looking at evolution of all. Yes. Your evolution being a part of it. Mm. Now, if it's, you know, in the greatest good of all for you to ascend then yes, you'd be going full steam ahead towards that, and knowingly so. You would know. But if you think, well, actually, yes, that's going to come. I want that. I'm aiming for that at the right time, the best time for all. Not for me, but for all. But in the meantime, I actually can do a lot of good in the position I'm in now, this unascended position, mm. this more lowly position, now, I'm talking about someone who's advanced. Most of us don't have that choice. Yeah. You know, we're not being offered it. We're yeah. not ready for it. Yes. So yeah. that's different. But you, well, now you're asking, aren't you, about someone who's well on the way mm -hmm. to getting it. I think they would choose their moment, and they'd be guided to choose their moment. Mm. And it's possible, and I have my own opinions about this, you could have an advanced person who would delay their ascension in order to become engaged for a period, and only for a limited period, in certain worldly affairs in order to help and serve and do some good. That's a, certainly, in my opinion, a possibility. Mm -hmm. It's certainly, in my opinion, a possible fact about C Count St. Germain, yeah. who yeah. said he had the elixir of life. Now, this is only my opinion. People can take this or leave it, but sure. I... I I've studied, and my wife Alison has studied in depth. Most of the sources are in French, so she has a big advantage over me in that regard. We have a <laughs> whole shelf of books in French <laughs> relating to Count Saint Germain and other <clears throat> things. But um, he, you know, he, he got very engaged in world affairs in, mm. for example, the 18th century, uh, even turning up at The Hague uninvited with a retinue and starting to engage in. Negotiations. Now, he's described and has been described by the great ascended Martyr Saint Galing as having been ascended. So, you know, he either was fully ascended or he was an ascended master who had 
chosen to limit himself in some way, still mm. having, as he used to say, the elixir of life, which is a mystery what that elixir sure. of life is sure. exactly. It's some kind of fluid. I mean, it could be related, for example, to that mystic force known as Ojas. It could be. Mm. Uh, and many people have their theories about what it exactly is. But he, he certainly was able to sustain his life over hundreds of years. So um, it, it would be an unusual case. But I do think for, a, for an ascended master to actually turn up at The Hague, start negotiating between, I think it was Prussia and, and uh, maybe Germany, I'm not sure, a couple of nations for peace... Yeah and to engage in the affairs and ten banquets of Louis XV, and the several other things that he did in that period, according to French history, is not what an, uh, an ascended master might be permitted to do in their full, as you might call it, ascended aspect. I'm just throwing that into the debate, but it's a very unusual thing. And certainly, coming back to traditional thought, it would certainly be go as far as you possibly can in your own evolution. Yeah. Now, there is a slight change and a vital change, and a fantastic example. We know we have cosmic avatars who've held themselves, who've come back in limitation, sure. and planets, and even the galaxy itself. Yeah. And so um, I guess that goes to the, the service point. I mean, someone who's um, you know, approaching ascension, someone who's, who's even just approaching cosmic consciousness, there are lives of service, possibly service to the world as a whole, um, that, that they would have already accomplished in order to get to the stage. Um, yeah. be oh, definitely, yeah. the, 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 Their own experience of cosmic consciousness, the psychic powers that they would have experienced on the way to, you know, on that journey to get there. Indeed. I mean, I, I do know, and I'll give an example of an ascended master mm. who, and, I, and what he was before, just before he became an ascended master. Oh, yeah. And I only know this because Dr. King revealed, it actually came out during a mission that Dr. King performed called Operation Power Light. Mm -hmm. And in that mission that he did in his very latter years, in his failing health, um, he was ascended, or uh, sorry, he was assisted, or the mission was assisted by certain ascended masters, and he tried to find out who they were. Oh, One yeah. ascended master actually became aware, became aware of, he knew about, but didn't know was ascended, I don't think, in that period, was Swami Vivekananda, by the way. Uh -huh. But that's not related to this. That's not the master I'm talking about. Oh, right. okay. um, it's interesting, because Swami Vivekananda, if you look at his life, he yeah. knew he would die mm. under the age of 40. Mm. And, um, and sure enough, he did. And it's quite possible the ascension took place there and then, you mm. know, after his passing in that particular life. But the, the one I'm actually thinking of is one who, which surprised Dr. King very much. He was told by a cosmic intelligence when he asked that one of the cooperators was Sir Francis Drake, to which Dr. King replied, what, that old pirate, <laughs> which I'm sure Sir Francis Drake will take in very good heart yeah, from sure. him, yeah. not maybe from me, I don't yeah. know, but from him. But, but then later he was told that that wasn't actually his... Last life. He had two other lives after that life. Um, and in those lives after that, he, one, he had to work or chose to work in a leper colony. So it was a life of service. And there was another life in, in which he was a priest. Because you would need um, certainly an opportunity in a life to be not too busy. Mm. Uh, in the right way. I mean, you, you, you'd be very active at that sure. stage, whatever you were doing. But you'd have to, let me put it a different way. You'd have to have time for reflection, 
somehow. Mm. And I don't know what kind of priest or even what religion of priest, I don't know. But he had a life as such which would obviously enable the, the opportunity for cosmic consciousness and mm. so forth. Um, but he had two other lives, is my point, even after that life. But he was described still to Dr. King as Sir Francis Drake in that encounter. That being his recognisable persona. Maybe that's the persona he's assumed, which I, I've long believed happens with people, advanced people on the other realms. And mm -hmm. we've talked about some of the... And these aren't ascended, these people, but they're very advanced. And we've talked about some of the writers. We've talked about Dante, Tolstoy, sure. Francis Bacon. I don't necessarily believe that any of those, it was their last life. But when channeling, certainly through me, and maybe in general, on the other realms, they assume that persona because it's more useful in what they need to do now to help and to serve all. And it may be a key life. You know, some of the yeah. other lives may not be... May, they may be absolutely essential, mm -hmm. but not so key. Mm -hmm. And again, this is relevant, isn't it, to learning the lessons. Exactly. I mean, one yeah. of the, the, yeah. the great examples we have, uh, the most wonderful master by the name of the Master Chang Fu, who I believe uh, is a disciple of Saint Guling, so I've been told is on level six. Uh, that's where he's based, which is the highest level you can be based on, mm -hmm. reside on. Mm -hmm. Level seven isn't inhabitable, other than for short periods. He had a life where he made a mistake. Uh, he, and he says it was a mistake. This is the kind of mistake that most of us wouldn't be capable of making. <laughs> yeah, right? even making. But it's still yes. a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he basically entered a deep state. I'm assuming it was cosmic consciousness. It was certainly an advanced meditative state mm. and left the body, which is what they were taught and encouraged to do in those days. I'm not sure, but I think it might be roughly a thousand years ago, but okay. uh, uh, that's from memory. I could be wrong, but I think it was. And he, he went to this other realm, but what he, and he went for a long period and um, then his body was discovered by some people. Basically, they thought he was dead because it looked as though he was dead. He wasn't dead. They respectfully formed some kind of cremation ceremony for that body. So he couldn't return. It's quite a mistake to, mm. to actually make. And he's been on the higher realm ever since. since. Wow. But, you know, I would think he'd be one example of, of someone who he was very he was known to Dr. King and channeling through Dr. King before the Ethereum Society was even formed, right. or before the command which started it. Um, he would be someone who would be yes, preparing for his ascension, yes, preparing to come back, but also more focused, I would think, I'd be very sure in his case, on the welfare of others, on all mm. realms, yeah, possibly uh, including even lower ones, who knows, not for me to say, but very, very active indeed. And he, again, you know, he will, he won't be only thinking about, because our reincarnation is, is done at a soul level. Now, if right. you're an ordinary person on a, a kind of a lower level, you would choose your reincarnation, but your soul would. You, the person, just like a person here, you wouldn't necessarily be very conscious of that. But a, an individual as advanced as the Master Chang Fu would, they'd be so close and in touch with their soul, they would know. Mm -hmm. And so an individual yeah. like that yeah. would be not thinking, when's the best time for me? How can I get back, finish this and move on? And He'd be thinking, here I am in this position with this knowledge that I've got. Right. 
How am I most useful? Are there things I could be doing, I, probably not on level six, but on some other level? Because this is one of the big changes. It's affected the Ascended Masters, as I mentioned, but all the levels, mm -hmm. I believe. They're more active now in going down yeah. than they ever were before. They're following a great example by certain cosmic adepts. And this, this individual would follow it more than anyone I can think of, really. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he will be thinking about. What's the best time for the whole for me to re reincarnate, to probably have my last life, and then ascend? It's really putting the, the wisdom of the nine freedoms, as you were talking about earlier, into practice, Indeed. isn't it? And the 12 yeah. blessings, strangely, because mm -hmm. there you see a whole category of intelligences. The most notable three may be the fourth, that's, that's the uh, planetary ones, the seventh, that's the Mother Earth, and the tenth, but it applies to all, which is the galaxy. Yeah. They're, they're all intelligences who've come down mm -hmm. in different degrees. The galaxy to the, by far the greatest degree, but the Mother Earth just, there's no words. You can't really put it into words, her sacrifice. And, and, and Jesus, Buddha, mm. his, Dr. George King, right. Sri Krishna. They've all come down in order to serve. That's a whole brand new concept. I don't even think Madame Blavatsky had it. I think she'd agree when she was on Earth in her physical body of coming down. It was all go up, 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 high as you can get, evolve yourself as much as you can, go onwards, go into Nirvana, amalgamate with the divine. You know, and if the Master Chang Fu, when he had that experience, was in, in, those teachings were inculcated into him, which I, I'm sure they would be, he might well have expected he didn't actually need to come back. Mm -hmm. He will amalgamate with the divine. He may have entered Nirvana, as it was known then, yeah. and found, oh, I still have to do end. this. And yeah, that brings us yeah. back to your first question. That's mm -hmm. what the Ascended Master are doing. They've, they've entered cosmic consciousness. They've, they've entered the, the... They've gone beyond mind. Beyond body, beyond time, and beyond mind. They've touched that all-knowing flame, which is not mind. Mm. And they've mastered that. But there's still things that have to be put right and done before they can ascend. Thank you, Richard. Everybody's down here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, and your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the Rock of Attainment. See you next time.